We are back, and welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for listening or watching uh, the program today on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. We are grateful to Ryan Quigley of Joliet Catholic Academy and uh, Christopher Lundquist from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops coming on earlier to talk about what's going on in the situation in Nicaragua as well as uh, what's going on at Joliet Catholic and uh, advocating for the continuation of the scholarship tax credit. So as I said at the outset, we did the international, we did the state, now we'll come home back here to Chicago where uh, we have an issue pending before the Chicago City Council. And here to give us more about that topic is Brendan O'Sullivan. And there he is. Brendan is with uh, Catholic Charities, the Archdiocese of Chicago. Brendan, welcome. Thanks, Bob. It's good to be here. Yeah, no, I'm glad you could uh, take some time to do this. so before we get into the ordinance and the letter and all that, well, tell us a little bit about what, you know, it's funny at the break, I don't know if you heard the, the intro, but there was a little uh, PSA, uh, public service announcement for uh, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services. Um, you, you do a lot of different services. Tell us about some of the things you do for this in the city of Chicago. Sure. Uh, thanks, you know, for giving the opportunity to talk about that. So, yeah. um, you know, most recently at Catholic Charities, we've been working with the migrants arriving by bus um, from Texas and from the border states, and we've helped uh, with the intake of uh, people as they arrived here. So help them if uh, found out what their needs were, help them find housing and shelter in, in the city, worked with the city of Chicago to find if they needed um, what their immediate needs were, whether they needed to see a doctor if people had family in the U.S. and they were just trying to get to another state or city so they could be with that family, we helped them get there um, with the assistance from um, state and city dollars. So we would get them on a plane or a bus or a train, wherever we could help them to get to meet with their families who are already in the U.S. and provided them um, with connections to legal services here in Chicago, whether it was legal aid or working with Salvation Army or the National Immigrant Justice Center so that they could just find out all their opportunities in the process of applying for asylum uh, here in the U.S. So that's one of the most recent um, things we've been doing. Obviously, it's been in the news a lot over the last six months. Um, yeah, and that and wasn't a plan we, for service either. <laughs> it was when something right, was plopped right. on you. Yeah. Right. That was not, that was a yeah. sort of a, a here. call, not quite in the middle of the night, but certainly um, yeah. out of the blue a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the amount of preparation you had. Help with this. Right. You had the, the amount of time you had to prepare for that was about uh, like a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah, that's, that's right. Exactly. Um, and so far we've helped process over uh, almost over uh, under 6,000, but over 5,000 people who have come through. Um, in different ways. They've either made their way to Chicago um, from the border on their own, or they've been bused here um, from Texas and for a while, Arizona. So there's no doubt that Catholic Charities' length and breadth of its services is is quite expansive. It's quite large. Um, and, you know, we throw around figures these days. Uh, it, it doesn't, it's, it's funny to still say this, but it's really not that difficult in the capacity of the services you do. Was there, how many people live in Chicago? Three million people and the various needs that you serve to get to over a million dollars worth of revenue to do those services is, is not that difficult. <laughs> it's the, these things are ex- very expensive to do. Uh, what Brenda just rattled off in terms of the services that the migrants you've, you've helped facilitate assistance to them for, to hundreds of them, uh, if not even more than that. So it's easier to take in over a million dollars in revenue. Uh, not very difficult for many social service agencies. So one of the prongs of this ordinance is applies to uh, social service agencies that take over a, a million dollars in revenue, and Catholic Charities is obviously one of them. Um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about uh, the ordinance, what's what's going on with this ordinance, and then we'll talk about the letter and what we can do. Sure. What's so, uh, you know, the ordinance is, is um, 
interesting proposed orders uh, human service say. advancements yeah. advancement workforce human human service workforce advancements ordinance and when we saw that we were excited because look <laughs> the government contracts in Illinois and in Chicago don't cover the cost of doing business here and they don't cover all, all the work we do so we we make up the difference and almost every other human service provider in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois makes up the difference through private fundraising and, and um other and private grants and donations but um, we lose uh, easily. Um, we lose on every contract we have with the city or the state. We lose dollars. Yeah. So we saw this. We said, "Oh, great! This is this is going to be an ordinance that says we're going to make sure that the uh, the contracts are fully funded and that these uh, employees are getting fully paid." And, and <laughs> you should know that by now. <laughs> and, and that, unfortunately, is not the um, no is not what the intent of the ordinance ordinances. It is uh, it, 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 it is being pushed um, to. Uh, say that anyone who has a contract with the city of Chicago, specifically two agencies, the uh, Chicago Department of Public Health and um, Department of Family Support Services, has to who has uh, revenue over a million dollars annually, has to sign a labor peace agreement with a labor union. Um, and that's it. If you have a contract, you have to sign that labor peace agreement. Yeah. So labor peace agreement in, um, it, it is in on its face is fine. And, and and we have the Catholic church obviously has a long history of supporting workers' rights and workers' rights to organize. And we have no issue, current issue with that. Although it does add complexity and cost. And we, one, uh, so I'll take one step back. The ordinance doesn't um, attach what a labor peace agreement would look like. So we don't know what the labor peace agreement might look like once yeah. we do have to sign it. If the ordinance does pass, we don't know what that agreement looks like. So it's a little bit of saying, Hey, sign this lease for an apartment, but we won't show you the lease. Just agree to it. Um, right. Agree, so we're, agree we're, to the concept without showing me the details. Right. Exactly. So we don't know the details. Um, and we're, we've been asking for it and uh, so far haven't seen it yet. Um, so th- this ordinance was first introduced in twenty late 2019 um, because of COVID and a lot of other things. It, it, it hadn't really moved along and seen any light of day until just recently at the end of um uh, 2022, it was reintroduced and is now sort of on a bit of a fast track to to move along in city council. And the human service providers in Chicago uh, had not heard about it. We didn't know. We didn't even know it had been introduced back in 2019. We were surprised to see it. Like I said, at first we were a little we were excited. Maybe this was going to be mm-hmm. some uh, have some funding attached to to make sure our programs were were more fully funded. Unfortunately, it doesn't have that funding attached, and so we're concerned that it's it will end up becoming an unfunded mandate for us. And at a time when human service providers in Chicago are already having a hard time keeping our employees, paying them the, the right amount. In Catholic Charities, we were, we have made some tough decisions. We eliminated some programs so that we could make sure we could keep paying our employees a little more. And um, right now, we currently, uh, we're currently paying everyone over the amount that um, any minimum, certainly over minimum wage. And, um, we're trying to make sure we we pay our employees, but and that's the case I think across the board of the human service providers. So. Yeah, it's a little sticky situation, and 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 like you said, that uh, the church has had uh, you know many writings, teachings about <clears throat> the principle of allowing, uh, encouraging workers to to organize and associate, and and we we fully support those uh, teachings, and uh, I, I think one of the challenges we have with these things is that. This would cover in a way it ties our hands that we have to agree for this abstract 
labor peace agreement without seeing the details of it. We don't know what the impact of that is. I think it's important to underscore is I think our workers right now, uh, as far as I've, I've never heard something to the contrary, uh, I, I don't know if there's any efforts to organize or that kind of thing. And, it, and so it's, it's sort of like you're, you're asking us to do something that what's the problem? And we don't know exactly what you're asking us to agree to. And as you indicated, layer on top of this, the fact that uh, it's very difficult to get workers right now, <laughs> go to a restaurant, it's still difficult. Uh, there is a worker shortage. Salaries are going up. Costs are ex- rising exponentially. So, it, you know, I, I think there's a legitimate issue here for human services providers. And it's not only Catholic Charities. Your little coalition, I, I don't know, is there a number of, of, of agencies that have signed on to it? I, I heard a number recently, but I don't want to say. But I, it's, it's, it's more than when we had talked a couple months ago. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that, no, no, that's true. So we, we have been... Um working in collaboration as a coalition. Um, we, we are members of the Chicago Alliance for Collaborative Effort. It's a group of uh, 44 nonprofit uh, human service providers in the city of Chicago. In addition, there, there are obviously a lot more than 44 nonprofits in the city of Chicago. There's over 60 nonprofits who have signed on and advocated in some way to say, hey, hold on city council. Can we get a little bit more details on this? Can we have some, can we be at the table to negotiate on this? Uh, yeah, I think none of uh, every human service provider organization is supportive of labor rights, and and we're we we we've worked in collaboration with unions to advocate for more funding in Springfield and in Chicago for years. So we don't see this as an adversarial um, moment with the unions. We want to work with them. We we have no problem with the labor peace agreement in theory, but we want to see it, and we want to make sure that there's some funding tied to it so that it's not another um, Unfunded mandate. cost associated right. with work right. doing this work right. when we're already losing money. And, and Bob, you know, one of the things that is, is very concerning to us is up until recently, um, there's been a lot of federal dollars that have come to the state and to the city because of COVID money. And those dollars are going to run out right. very shortly. And the need is not, the need is still there. The need of the communities in Chicago is, is at its highest as has ever been. And we're going to, very shortly lose some of the funding that we've had. And so we're, we're really concerned about any unfunded mandates. We want to see increases to our contracts, not, not uh, additional costs. I, I should have said at the beginning, and I think I did say it, it's a proposed ordinance. It's not an ordinance. It's a proposal. It hasn't been finalized Correct. yet. It's still been discussed. I don't think I said proposed. I want to make sure it's, it's not finalized. It's just a proposed ordinance. It's been put out there. It's been sitting out there, but it does seem like there's momentum now to pass it. And that's why uh, you have been talking about it. And, what propelled a lot of this conversation is Cardinal Supich's letter uh, that was released a week or two ago. And tell us a little bit about the letter and what the Cardinal's trying to do, because I can tell you this is making uh, the, the news in, in my world in Springfield with other not-for-profits down there. So I think the Cardinal was just trying to call attention to this and, and make sure that people understood what was in this before they enacted it. Yeah, yeah that's, I think, a, um, a, a, well, a nice summary, but I'll—, I'll a little more details on it. You know, obviously, I, I can't speak for, for Cardinal Supich myself, but um, I, you know, we we saw the letter. We we, we helped uh, make sure that it got to a lot of the aldermanic offices. And you know, I can tell you, it, the Cardinal does not ask people to not vote for this. He asks for the process to be slowed down, for there's some studies to happen to engage. And really, I think one of his biggest focus here is the funding, because if you're not funding human service programs, you're not funding these contracts, and you're adding in complexities. Con- uh, and a labor peace agreement, then you're going to 
cost, um, you're, you're going to hurt the people who we provide our services to, the people who need it most. And what we don't want to do is not cut back on any services that we're giving. And we don't want to um, have to lose employees because of that. And so our concern and, and the Cardinals concern, I think, here is say, slow down. Let's have a real study. We, we've been asking um, the city and the, and the department, the departments who would be infected to say how many nonprofits in the city would be affected by this, because we haven't heard and no one seems to know. I'll tell you just about every day we talk to a new nonprofit who didn't know about this ordinance, hadn't seen any of the news on this, and we're updating them and educating Good. them on this. So it is a so I appreciate the chance to, to come on, on the show here to talk about it a little bit, but also it, it it is moving a little quickly. We there was one subject matter hearing at City Council um on the 30th and um no vote was taken, but um there we and we don't know when the next vote when, if there will be a vote, but our we would like to see um some some changes you know made to this at the very least yeah so. and and I, i'm really glad you brought that up because i hear this all the time about uh can the cardinal derail this or can he stop it etc and 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 you're right he doesn't say that he says he calls attention to the issue and he's saying that this thing should be slowed down and talked through and negotiated and and perhaps there couldn't be some kind of an agreement come through come through come what's the word i'm looking for i don't know uh agreed upon how's that and uh as opposed to just saying no or yes to something there might be a, a third way here and and i think the coverage of that this has been not exactly reflective of that but hey you know right right, right. you can't control what the newspapers write, uh, of course it's not a, you can try to say hey well he didn't say that but um you know the cardinals letter is public uh, it's on the archdiocese website you can yep. see it. Um, anyone who wants to can go can find it there as well. But you know, he he really um, doesn't say don't vote for this. He says let's have some conversation right. around this. Let's let's slow let's it down. Slow I think I, down. I can't remember the exact phrase, but he, taking another look or something like that is is what he's hoping yeah. to do. And it, it didn't get exactly portrayed about that in the media. But hey, you know what? What let all the facts get in the way of a good story, right? Uh, that's a, kind exactly. of how things work. Exactly. Um, Brent, yeah, I think, uh, and so we'll see where this goes. Uh, is there talk? Is it? It is on an agenda now, or not? Or we don't know yet. We don't know yet. So not currently. The next city okay. council meeting is March fifteenth. Um, okay. It's not. It hasn't moved out of committee yet. Of course, they could schedule a committee next week, and that could happen. I think you know the city elections are in two uh, weeks. I was so going to say there's a little event happen. coming up in April. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. I doubt it'll happen next week, but right. you know, uh, of course, there's a lot of time before March 15th, right. and so right. we are, you know, what we're doing at Catholic Charities is we're calling Alderman Manic offices, asking them, asking to speak to the aldermen, saying, "Look, could you slow this down?" We're not opposed to the in theory, but we want to see what a labor peace agreement looks like. We'd like to make sure that if anything like this passes, there's funding attached to it because there uh, there are costs associated with any contract, any agreement that you're going to have to sign. There's going to be costs associated, whether it's just lawyer fees to make sure you're looking over these things right. And look, Catholic Charities, we don't employ labor law attorneys. We'd have to go find one who could help us look right. at these things. Right. And every other human service organization, Same. which are typically smaller than Catholic Charities, are going to have to do this as well. So. Thank you so much for coming on and shedding some light to this and clarifying some of the points here because there is a lot of ambiguity. This is a nuanced issue right now, uh, and so I think you've got a long way to at least shedding some light on on some major, major concepts here. Um, so we'll pray for the best. Uh, we'll see what happens here. Well, the uh, mayoral election on the 28th, I think it is. Is that right? And then we have the city yeah. council hearing, and then we have another, probably another election. The, the runoff would be sometime in April. So there's a lot going on right now uh, that could that could influence all this. Uh, Brendan, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. 
Bob, thanks. Thanks for having me. Great. That was Brendan O'Sullivan. He is with Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Chicago talking about Cardinal Supich's letter. Uh, we're grateful to him uh, for coming on today. And like I said earlier, uh, we're grateful for our two previous guests. Uh, did a little bit of the international with Christopher Lundquist at USCCB and Ryan Quigley from Joliet Catholic Academy who talked about the scholarship tax credit. So we will be back on the third Monday in the month of March with a lot of legislative updates, I am certain. There's bills pouring in left and right in Springfield. A lot going on, and we'll have a lot to talk about in the month of March. So until then, on the third Monday, whatever that might be, this is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Thank you for listening, and thank you for watching. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.